It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I've noticed. Hello everybody, Nickname here and welcome to Big on the Inside episode number 28. As always, I'm joined with Ringo. Hello, hello, hello. And hello, hello, hello indeed. Ah, oh, man, we've been putting this episode off for too long, but we have our reasons. We both have had flat out studying. Pretty much. Schooly stuff, so this will probably be very brief because I doubt much has happened in the past week, but... Ringo, what have you had the past week? Past week, um, exams for school. Uh, what's a week ago today? Let's see. Oh, sweet, I can talk about it. So I had my first three exams. Well, two exams, but my math exam was for the two parts. Um, but the best part was seeing Halloween, the new Halloween movie, on Halloween night in a packed theatre with... Yeah, that was, that was the highlight of my, of my last week. So, Halloween. Yeah, I loved it because I love the original so much. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's my week. Exams I'll, and movies. I was very I was very concerned about Halloween because I, I like you, I love the original too. So it's like mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very few of them have lived up to well, It's definitely the best to... the best Michael Myers sequel. Okay, like, that's good. Yeah. I thought two is pretty good. I think yeah. I enjoyed hey, yeah, I, I mean, compared to the rest of them, like... Yeah, no, no, no. Two's, Two is actually, like, a pretty good movie, if you judge yeah. it. I don't like the plot twist that they decide to do, but, like, mm. everything else, I think, is pretty on point in terms of, like, mood and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight, just... Nah. Forget they exist. I enjoyed H2O. I think it had oh, its yeah. charm. But... I thought it was yeah. <clears throat> Anyway... And apart from that, anything else no, for you? That's it. How about you? Uh, really, much nothing. More Spider-Man. I'm more into the game now. I'm almost at the end of Act 2, which is great. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. I'm very, very far behind. But I have bought the, uh, the heist, the, the, the DLC. I bought that, like, two weeks after buying Spider-Man, so I've still got that to play as well. That's all in the near future. Uh, but yeah, I've just been swamped with the assessments. I'm finally mm-hmm. done. So I can finally relax and enjoy this <laughs> next week before oh, it goes yeah. chaotic again. Um, yeah. Also, we should probably point this out. We were going to bring uh, Steamboat Willie back on the show, but uh, unfortunately he couldn't make it. Uh, same with uh, Connor. He's been very, very busy. Uh, so for this one, it is just going to You're be stuck us, with us. For this. Sorry, guys. You're stuck with us too, like always. Nickname of Ringo. Bonded for life. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. And that's enough sentimentality because we've got to talk about Doctor Who now. That's right. Yeah. All right. So in the last episode, we talked about the woman who fell to earth and the ghost monument. That that was an interesting episode. We definitely had some highs and some lows in that one. Mm-hmm. 
But now we get to talk about episodes three and four, Rosa and Arachnids in the UK. Hell yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to hearing positives and negatives of both of these episodes. So, you know Same what, let's just, get, let's just get right into it. Jump into it. Let's just, just, let's just jump into it, alright? Episode 3, Rosa. General thoughts. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. From start to finish, thought it was a superb episode. Did so much right. Have very few gripes. Um, yeah. That's it. Loved it. You? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much... Uh, I really liked it. I wouldn't go to say love, but <gasps> I, I really liked it. Like, <laughs> like fair. I'm... If I was to rate it, I would give it an 8. A good, solid 8 out of Sweet. 10. So, it is it is by far, by far, my favourite episode of Series 11. <laughs> Which kind of says a lot, but we'll get to that in due time. We will, we'll get into why that's, why that's interesting to say. But, um, alright, so, first positive for you. Oh god, I, I wrote a lockdown. Um, yeah, well, well, we've got some time to kill. You go for it. Just, oh god, we'll just okay. go back and forth for positive. The first thing I out. wrote was love the opening down to the song choice. Woke up this morning. Um, I just loved like the forties music and all that shit. So I love the mood it set. I loved, mm-hmm. I love the fifties and shit, even if it's really racist. So all the music choices for like that, the soundtrack stuff, I loved. Um, thinking of music, I'll just go and say that. I loved how, um, hold on, I'm going to get this right. Is it Segan Akinola? Is that his name? It's, it's Segan Akinola. Segan Akinola. Yeah. Um, I love that we finally get something out of him this episode. Um, there, was this, there was this nice recurring theme whenever Rosa was on screen or had her moment against the copy, c- coppers. And I thought it was a very nice tune. Or was it like a, something you forget? So, unless you forgot it, in which case this is awkward. But... I loved it. I think music-wise, this episode delivered, except for one thing, which I'll get into later. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so first positive is music. Who knew that motifs were very important in filmmaking? <laughs> Who would have thought? I think they're not giving him the the, the time of day, but, but we'll get to that. Poor, poor <laughs> Segun. Look, 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 as I said, I've said in the previous episode, and I'll say it again. His music is not bad. I think with the scenes that he has, they fit it very well. But I cannot for the life of me remember a single one of them. It just drowns out, unfortunately. It's too background. Yeah, it's and really it's, fitting, and it's, yeah. And it's also very short, the music clips as well. Mm-hmm. And there are, and there's no sense of motif, which is what... Yeah. Say what you will about Murray Gold and his use of I'm the Doctor, whatever. At least he understood that the whole point of a motif is that it's a, it's a, it's a track that just gets stuck in your head whenever you hear it. So, yeah, I really feel like... Like, we don't have... Like, how cool would it be if we had, like, the Doctor's theme for right. the 13th Doctor? Yeah. Or Yaz's theme, mm-hmm. Ryan's theme, Graham's... I nearly screwed up there. Graham's theme, <laughs> you know? Grace's theme. I don't know. Give us something that we can associate a certain track to a certain person, place, whatever... I just haven't found that yet. It, it, I, I, it's not bad, but 
it is very disappointing as someone who who loves yeah. Doctor Who soundtracks. Like, mm-hmm. you can back me up on this. I love my Doctor Who soundtracks. He does. So, you he, know. he spent quite a long time, you may have remembered if you caught up on us, going through every single song title of uh, some some soundtracks. He loves it. And sometimes it's a bit, it's a bit uh, concerning. But, uh, hey, music's good. And if anyone's having an issue with it, with the guy who had uh, the music countdown since since Series Nine's finished on his <laughs> Twitter profile for like a month, it was horrific. Anyway, I still got my Series Ten. It's not linked. It's not my number one post. It's something else is there now. But my, I, I still have the Series Ten countdown, which is still happening. By the way, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that soundtrack, guys. <laughs> Don't think you can slip that past me. I want that by the end of the year. You guys said it'd be here by the end of the you year. You have homework from We're in November. From, from We've heard nothing. What's going on, guys? You're not slipping that past me. Don't you don't you forget it. I will I will make sure that you guys at Silver Screen will give me that Series 10 soundtrack. Okay? That's a promise. And I'm just saying that now for the record. <laughs> oh god. I've I've definitely gone off track. Yes. Jesus Christ. Alright, so so your first positive was the music, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and again, I agree, but I didn't actually have it on my list, so I'll That's just, okay. I just kind of just carry Happy on. i to give you some, 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 some pointers. <clears throat> One thing that I've been hammering on about for the past two episodes has finally been rectified, and that's the pacing. Yes! It is a hell of a lot better in this one. Such a, Thank you. Such a good pace. Pace. Such a good... Yeah. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of trailed off there. It's a good pace. Pace. Yeah. Yeah. Good pacing. Good pacemaker. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like one problem that I have had with episodes one and two is that either scenes go on for too long or they're very short. They're just very inconsistent. Most of the time it's just because they drag and it's really just takes you out of it but here i felt like there was always enough going on in every scene that you're like yeah okay this is still engaging me from start to end which is kind of important with a, oh, with, a uh, with, a, with any episode but uh yeah so my first big positive is the pacing thank you mallory thank you <laughs> all right next positive for you um I'll try and go big before I go to the because I, I grabbed, grabbed a little bit of... I loved how, with with historical episodes, the big, the whole plot, I guess, like, the the plan for them was to rectify, to, like, it was to, to make sure everything um, is played out as it meant to be. So, we all know the story of Rosa Parks, well, some of us do at least, and so instead of making it some hoo-ha, big-ass thing... The whole point was, okay, we're going to make sure that history plays out like it's meant to. And I loved how that allowed for characters to be more focused. Like, I, I just loved the way the story was taken um, in terms of, I guess, yeah, uh, cause and effect, all that jazz. I just love the, yeah, I love the plot development and how it was focused on we're going to make sure everything goes the way it's meant to. So, yeah, just story stuff in general I thought was the best we've seen from Chibnall, even though it was my Chibnall. It was Chibnall and someone else, I know that. Yeah, Mallory but, Blackman was the yes, that's was it. the main writer. Main writer. So she Chibnall did an excellent was... job with making sure mm. that there was nothing too over the top, too outside of... Because it's a, it's a um, historical episode where, where 
literally basing it off a character, um, a, a person in history. So she didn't make sure, you know, it went too outside of that. So I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. It, it my... is interesting, though, like, because as you point out, like, very few Doctor Who episodes actually revolve around the Doctor making sure that history yeah, it was smart. takes place as it mm-hmm. is. Like, maybe Father's Day comes to mind. Oh, yeah. That uh, was... Fires of Pompeii indirectly. Yep. Like, it, it only happened because of the actions of the Doctor, but still kind of agree with that. Uh, what else? Is, it, is there any other rule ones where they're like, oh, you can't change, can't change what happened? I mean, if you go on classic series, maybe the Aztecs, but I don't know. It's interesting because I always can, and I'm going to bring it up a couple of times in this, this felt very reminiscent of Vincent and the Doctor for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'll bring up, again, later on when we talk about positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just kept thinking, this feels very similar to Vincent and the Doctor, even though it's kind of not. I but I commend mean. that, because at least if you're going to try and copy elements of an episode, you can't really go wrong with copying elements of Vincent and the Doctor, so... You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so... My second point mm-hmm. was... I liked uh, Vinette Robertson, who played, uh, who played Rosa Parks. Yeah, oh, she was brilliant. Oh, she was so good. She nailed that part completely. Like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had concerns, because, I don't know, I just, I just didn't get the feel of her in the trailers, like, the ten seconds that we saw of her, I didn't really, I was concerned that she would have kind of, like, handed up a little bit, but no, there was a Mm -hmm. lot of, she played it very, very well, and, oh yeah, full full props to her, like, she was super, she, she, she she basically, I wouldn't say she stole the show, because I still think another character did that, but I think every time she was on screen, she definitely... It definitely felt like I could have been watching Rosa Parks. Yeah, so. I, she was so... Like, she knew exactly... Obviously, you know, it's a real person, but she knew exactly what she was doing from the start. And she she, she never really... She sort of stayed really humble, really... Um, not always say humble, but... I don't know, she, she felt like... Um, you know, she, she just... I don't know, it just felt right watching her perform. She was, she was very... It was very nuanced performance. It was very like she did a lot of research, obviously into what Rose, into what made Rosa Parks Rosa Parks, and I, I don't think um, any dialogue, any piece of dialogue at all, took me out of it. So definitely props to her. I think that. what she did, yeah, I think what she did really well was make like sometimes when you have like a big figure like Vincent Van Gogh or Leonardo da Vinci, there's this sense of grandiose to an expect like to oh yeah in a, in a way, but. Because Rosa Parks is really just an ordinary woman who just did one revolutionary. Yeah. She thing. was such a yeah, yeah. That she really, she was just really a normal person. She was just a seamstress. Like that was, yeah. That's all she wanted to do. She just wanted to go to a job, fix stuff, and then catch a bus home. And yeah, that was the, it. She, the only thing that, that that set her apart from everyone else was, quite frankly, what made her famous, which was. At the start of the episode, when Ryan, well, we'll talk about what happened to Ryan. She she mm. she stepped in, did her thing, but then from then on, it was just a normal person, you know. It was just those those, those couple acts of her showing herself as, you know, wanting change. But outside of that, you're right. She was just a normal person, a normal civilian, you know. And it was, 
it really helped her performance out and gave people, I guess, sympathy for her because she's just like everybody else. But there's just, you know, this subtle desire to, uh, I guess, seek change. I don't know. I, I agree, though. I thought it was brilliant. I can't really top that. You just, yeah. Uh, all right, so next next positive for you. I'm just going right. to crack through these. Okay. Um... Uh, okay, this is really minor, but I'll just mention it. The opening yeah. shot following the 12 years later bit, we, we, we tracked a car driving past, and then we sort of, like, swerve in one shot to the TARDIS as, as the Doctor gets out and has a conversation. And that's all one shot, and that really made me happy. That they that they they did that, so that was that. Um, I'll be, I'll find another one because that was really shitty. Um, Would you be but, surprised to know that it's the same guy that directed episode two? Uh yeah. I mean, I hated well, that that, well, was. that 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 shape that that ship sequence though in episode two. So I'm glad he fixed that up episode four because his direction this one was so much better. But no, I actually did not know that. Why do you um, think that is? As, as, as you do filmmaking, so okay, you're much more better than I am. Why do you think it worked here and not in episode two? I'd like to think that episode four. I, I have to think that that there's this there's this thematic difference in terms of okay, episode two is this cool distant planet, you know, all this shit's going on, but here it's it's a much humble, much simpler story. So I felt like. When he was doing these long shots or these things, it felt seamless. Whereas in episode two, that shaky cam thing in the ship was just horrific. Like, if I don't know, it, it didn't feel like it. It felt like it was trying too hard to match the action on screen. Whereas yeah. in something like a like a small town in 955, following this car driving, there's nothing special about it. It's just matching with the action. So I think. May- Maybe maybe it was because it was a history episode, maybe not, but I feel like the mood and stuff really helped him not do what he did in episode two, which I loved. <laughs> so, yeah. So you think it's more like the groundedness of... I I, prob- I mean, I can't think of other reasons why, but I think it's definitely the, the change in tone, mood, location. I think it's a more grounded episode, therefore maybe he's camera work, direction. I'm not sure how, who, who does... um the cinematography for the, for the season, but maybe it was a similar thing, I, yeah. I, I did my research, but not in regards <laughs> yeah, to, no, no, to yeah. DPs. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, I love that. Um, I can't think of anything, any, any other camera thing. Oh, there was one more shot that I love, since I'll hop on the camera. Um, mm-hmm. The shot of the doctor talk, talking to the cop, but we see the cops reflect sh- shadow in the door. I love that yep. shot. That was a beautiful shot. I was like, just like giggling, like, Whoever did the cinematography for this episode just saw it. They they'll set up the camera and they were like, "Yes, that I can see it," and yeah, I loved it. Um, I think that's all my camera hype gets for this episode. <laughs> I thought it was just really really well shot. Um, yeah, I'll I'll hop onto that bandwagon and go into my next positive, which was yeah, the entire hotel scene. Hell yeah, that hotel scene was tense as fuck. <laughs> that was like. Such a well by by everybody involved. I think I also loved it. It's not perfect. Oh god, no. negative. Yeah, okay. But it's not actually doing anything in the hotel. We'll get to that. But like in the hotel itself, just the the idea of like Yaz and um, Ryan having to hide in the in the bathroom and 
the doctor like has to sneakily close the door as they have to pretend that they're a couple graham and the doctor you know they have to mm-hmm. hide the the sonic the, the the words that were written on the wall just just stuff like that and you're just like oh my god they're actually gonna get caught like you know that they're probably not gonna get caught but at the same time they do a really good job of making you feel like they could oh yeah and then when you like when he opens the the bathroom door and they've disappeared you know I love that cool. when you open that door and went to the bathroom there were cuts like a POV shot and it was very frantic and it's just these these very simple things that really I guess um add to the sort of okay this is a cop he's the hunter you know he's frantically checking through this bathroom and I, I just felt found that that choice to cut to those POV shots really added to the urgency and made it more tense and I just love that so yeah What's your next positive? Since oh, right. Just kind of just that was yours. I, I have more, don't worry. Um, oh, that's okay. good. That's good, because I've got a couple more as well. Uh, okay, question. This is a positive yes. as well. But mm-hmm. the Doctor definitely did not lie to that poor man about the Vegas trip, right? That was ha- That's full-on real, right? Wait, remind me again what were you talking so about. So, when the Doctor and Yaz went to that guy's house and said, congrats, you've won a Vegas trip with Sinatra. And then he's like, my wife loves Sinatra. And he's like, awesome, pack your bags, go now. That wasn't a hoax, was it? That was, no. like, with real. Okay, because no, she mentions later on, yeah. that she's like, oh, thank okay. God that Elvis gave uh, Sinatra his phone number, his good. mobile phone. Because I am very happy for that fictional character right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll find I just love the idea of Elvis and Sinatra. Right, I love that. Sharing a phone together, that's pretty cool. Okay, I'll find a positive. Um... Oh, um, this is similar to my other point, but the the scene, the, the bit in the hotel, and this is all the foundation of the episode, where the the doctor's like, okay, what do we know about Rosa Parks? And how it's sort of a, a, a history lesson interweaved into the episode's plot. I love that. It, I mean, like Vincent and the Doctor, it's a character study. And I loved how we, we got taught stuff about Rosa, whilst also making it seem like, no, this isn't school, it's the episode of Doctor Who it's happening like I thought they they balanced educational really well and I just loved how that was sort of yes this is what we're subtlety doing. subtlety it's important like we'll they don't that. actually say this this and this and that like, they, they just they make jokes about it how Ryan doesn't know who she is how Graham learnt because of Grace like they try and make it as nuanced as possible and I found it really really fun to I guess like if anyone's going to go teach you about history the Doctor should be the person to. So, um, yeah. I thought that was really nice. I also really like how they tied Grace into the episode as well. Like, right? It, it totally makes sense as to Graham being told off by... Yeah. And I love that that was the Grace. first thing she said about the bus Especially considering that he's a bus driver of all things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, oh. it's perfect. It makes... It, it, the connection was actually surprisingly really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, as, I agree that... You don't you don't have to be heavy handed with your messaging. You just have to be subtle with it. Mm-hmm. Because like and again, this is going into a go into a negative, so I won't dwell on it too much, but sometimes the better messaging is the ones where you don't even realise there's a message in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Getting all philosophical there. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so I will I will piggyback off that point again. Uh, and I will say that uh, Graham 
was the one that stole the show again. Yeah, definitely. He was the he was <laughs> so good. Um, and in particular, the one line which broke me, which was, "I don't want to be a part of this." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it got me in the feels there. That was that entire sequence, which I think we'll discuss in more detail. But yeah, we'll we'll probably get to that in short. That was but... her, that was. He really just nailed it with, like, everything from the way he he brought Grace into it, into him trying to re- re- uh, reconcile with Ryan. It was all there for him. He really shined in, in uh, not just comedic fashion. So, I agree with you. On that, um, there were some quotes that I loved in this episode. Um, yeah, go for it, man. Oh, oh, we don't serve Negroes. Good, because I don't eat them. Oh! That, yeah, that was pretty that good. That was good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got more, don't worry. Um, oh, this is... When Graham told the guy at the start that it, that Ryan's his grandson, and he was like, What? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'll find one more. Um, okay, the best... My favorite line in the show, by far, is when... Uh, Graham turns to the doctor and goes, you ain't Banksy. And then the doctor turns back and goes, or am I? And it was fucking gold. <laughs> it killed me on both watches. And the doctor just owned it. And I loved it. Oh, one more. One more. I said one more. I swear. When Ryan's trying to persuade the people to, uh, go, g- g- to get on the bus, he chases down an old couple and goes, excuse me, old people. And then they turn around after he says old people. And I lost it. I lost it at that. And, um, that's it. Yeah. Good quotes. Good writing. Funny. F- funny stuff. That's my next positive. Oh, and the Steve Jobs bit. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, Steve Jobs is pretty nice. Uh, that was... There. So, yeah, I yeah. do the exact same thing if I accidentally... Like, what's your name? Steve Jobs. And, and, and then the doctor's like, nice, nice. Like, I'm proud of you. So, yeah. That entire... Quotes galore this episode. Loved it. That actually kind of reminded me of uh, Back to the Future 3, where uh, Marty McFly is like, what's your name? It's like, Clint Eastwood. It's like, what kind <laughs> of stupid name is that? <laughs> but yeah, I just I, as soon as he said Steve Jobs, that's instantly where I'm in my mind. Oh my god, I haven't seen him in ages, but yeah, I remember the quote. Mm. Uh, it, it, speaking briefly about Ryan, I didn't actually write this in my notes, but I thought about it. I kind of liked when... Ryan was fanboying over seeing both of Rosa Parks right? and Martin Luther King Jr. How good cool was that? I do the exact same thing, honestly. It's probably the most likable I've found Ryan in all Definitely. four of these episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, I got, I got to commend them for doing that. Definitely. Uh, my, my actual positive I did right here, which I'll talk about. I liked how uncomfortable they made the audience feel towards the racism in 50s oh, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're meant to feel uncomfortable with with the things, like the slapping of Ryan at the beginning, and just the 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 Mexican uh, and uh, Negro casual racism towards mm-hmm. the characters, like... But that's just, that's just that's just reality. That, that was what life was like in the 50s Alabama, and I like how they didn't just... They it could have glossed it up, but I'm pretty sure that that was... That was the intention of Mallory Blackman. She was like, no, yeah. I'm going to make this as authentic 
and as in your face as possible. Which works 90% of the time in this episode. Mm-hmm. Going into a negative in a second, but yeah. I really like how uncomfortable the they made the episode, like they made the the environment feel that you're like, yeah, I, I can I can see that people were a piece of shit back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also really helps with the setting as well. Like, they they have some great set design there. Oh, yeah. I don't know where it was filmed, but I, I, I believe it was 50s Alabama. No no problem whatsoever. Um, yeah, that is my third last positive, so you're going to have to... You're going to have way more negatives than I am. I have, like, one. And even then, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. Anyway, my next positive sort of stems off yours. I loved how, with the exception of one person, the racism was, like, not only was it, like, everywhere, but they weren't condemned, because basically, like, it wasn't condemned. It was shown as, like, wrong, obviously. But they were like, yep, it happens. Everybody feels this way. We're moving on to the next location. Like, it was seen as such a real thing. And I love that no matter where they went, they got glances. They got statements. But with the exception of... of, of one recurring bus driver. This was so normal that just, that was it. We'd see this character once only for them to glance them awkwardly. So I thought that, that, that really, I guess, helped the episode. It's like, you know, implicitly, or as you like to say, uh, it subtly relayed the themes of racism as being like common back in the day, which I thought was really good. So yeah, that's my next positive. Well, that just kind of links perfectly into my second last point. Oh, which was well, my second last positive, which was Trevor White who played James Blake. Yes. He was a creepy like he was oh, a scary bus dude. driver. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> and it's like, "Will you stand?" Yeah, just yeah. The, the, he... the entire everything about that. When he starts screaming, I'm like sort of, like, hunching up. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's not me, it's her. Never mind. Like, it's 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 that profound, the way he sort of ignites fear. And it makes me respect her a lot more. And she's just sitting there like, nope, fuck you, I'm doing this. So, not obviously she said fuck you, sorry. But I guess, yeah, he was really terrifying. He was the villain of the episode. It was the metaphorical version of a fuck you, okay? Yeah. Let's just say he that. He was the villain. Whether, whether we like her or not, you know. Anyway. Well, uh, not true. I mean... Shut up. In in the context of the finale, he was. But yeah, right. There was that. Another negative, but... That'll be a negative uh, for you and a half negative for me. But we'll get yeah. to, that, to that slob in a second. Well, I only have one more positive left, and it's the big positive. So I'm going to let you rant and like talk until we get to that last point. Oh, so. God. You, you want me to rant? Oh, there was one more shot Just... I forgot to mention. Okay. The shot where they come to the hotel and they're like, all four of them are in the shot and they're like split up a little bit, but like they're all like, it's like a hero pose. Do you remember that shot? I love that shot. Um, I do remember that pose, yeah. They, okay. they showed that in the trailer, didn't they? For yeah. the series. When Yaz like, oh, the I hate this place. He's like, uh, 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 Ryan's like, oh, I'm really getting really sick of this place. <laughs> um, I yeah, love I when Yaz reacted to Rosa. She's like, no way. I can't do the voice. But it was like, like, no way! And it was really funny. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? <laughs> I loved how the Doctor, usually, I feel like Tevin or Smith, maybe Smith, would have been like, okay, 
This is 1955. I have two people of color. I have to warn them. The doctor was like, nah, I'm accepting. So I, in this episode, it didn't have, the doctor didn't realize initially that, oh, wait, shit, racism, until it happened. Like, she was just like, okay, come on board, let's go. And I found that really, like a, like a secret, subtle character development that I picked up on on second watch. And I was like, damn. If only, if only anybody is that good, that. though? Is I think it is. Is that good by the doctor? I feel like... No, it's obviously not good. Warning, though. But I feel like that just says all about her and how, as a time traveler, that, that's just what she knows is acceptance. And so, going, okay, yeah, come on out, guys, no worries. It's like, oh, shit, wait, hold on. That I better be careful, racism. Obviously, it didn't help out, even though I loved... I actually liked the, the Ryan stuff in the face scene, even if the actual shot of Ryan being slapped was a bit off. I thought that that was really fucking good. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a, a lot about the Doctor, implicitly, and maybe it's not, maybe it's not good for them. I uh, thought that was a positive in terms of, like, subtle writing. Um... Like I, I, like, I get it. Like, Here we go. Contest they have me, to leave bitch. the chance for this episode to work. Like, everything... Yeah. They have to be involved for this episode to actually make sense. But still, I do feel like it's a bit out of character that the Doctor was like, 1955 I mean, Alabama. That's, that, that's Maybe how, I should tell people that they're a bit racist back then. That, that, that's how good that, interpretation is. Because I interpret it, like, differently. Yeah. But, like, I, I get what you're saying completely. I get you're getting it from an acceptance point of view, but I kind of get it as like a carelessness point of view. Yeah. I don't know if that was a. I actually didn't have this as executive, so this is just more me back. No, 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 yeah, no, that's fine. But like, I don't um, know. Like in the past, the Doctor has always been like thin ice. Last year, like in 2017. Oh yeah. Right where they go back to. They go back to London. The oh, what's the the ice thing? Yeah, the frost fairs. And uh, she's like dark, dark skin color, right? But the doctor is like, you kind of have to understand that this was the the time period, and she still went out anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Here, there's not that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like I don't I don't hate I don't I don't hate Jody like I don't hate the doctor for doing it. I just feel like. It should have been something that should have come to mind before leaving yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah, d- definitely but... Yeah. <coughs> it's not, again, it's not a negative because I didn't actually no, write no, it yeah, down. No, but it no. is still something that is interesting to actually... That we can see the same scene and still interpret. Right, two different things. I think that's good. Um, this isn't a positive, more so like a growing positive. But the last, okay. sh- the last scene of TARDIS, where they talk about the comment and stuff, I find the task sort of growing on me a bit. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, ugh, what is this? But I guess seeing it with them talking and shit and not being, like, the prime focus, I can sort of, de- I can sort of like, accept the task a bit more now. So that, that sort of... I don't know. I sort of like it a bit more than I did when it was revealed. Um, which is not, not, not a positive on the episode, just something that I noticed. And it's I, funny. You can tell who's the who's the pe- who's the optimist, and who's the pessimist. Cause yeah, no, you can. I have the literal opposite so, point of view. That's good, though, right? You need that. That I'll, 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 I'll briefly say it. I'll briefly say it. You didn't in, like it in this episode. I actually hated the TARDIS interior more. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, yeah. I want to hear why. 
Was there a reason? Yeah, we'll get to that in negatives, but still, oh, yes. it was... Yeah, so, okay. sorry, just keep Which going more with the positives any, any until we get positive, to the... Um, I think we're good. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about the big scene now? The Probably the defining scene that probably elevates it above... Eh, it was alright. I'm kidding, go. It was okay, it was, was alright. What's this big scene, Nicky Nick? Uh, well, okay, well, let, let's, let's make it obvious. It's the bus scene at the very end of the episode. Yeah. They made it, they, they nailed it perfectly. Uh-huh. Like, like, even the dialogue was exactly what she said in, like, when they did the, the transcripts or whatever, like, word for word. And, ah, uh, acting by all of them was great. The direction by all of them was great. I the sh- loved the, mm. the 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 absence of music when she stood up. Oh, sorry. When she was, when she was told, told to stand up. So there was like this, this brief little bit of music and all of a sudden just silence. You can't hear any music because this is it. The pivotal moment. It's tense. It was it's, tense. I agree. Sometimes a lack of music is more intense than the intense music you're used to hearing. And this just yes. made it such a nail by like we know what's going to happen. We know the story. Most of us do. And, mm. but we still see it play out. And this, the revelation that, that they have to watch, they have to be a part of it and watch it. One of the most heartbreaking moments in Doctor Who ever, I have ever seen, um, which com- comes into play into the, into Graham's point, which you mentioned before, his quote. But, oh, it's just such a really, really well done scene. Anyway, Continue on. I think I think Jodie's best scene is when she actually says nothing at all. They have right? this front-on shot of her, and she's just trying to keep this deadpan face because she knows that she wants to interfere, but she knows she can't. Like, and it kills this, her on the inside. And it's you this, can just see it on her face. It's this stark difference of someone who does not stop talking, is so happy, but that, that, that when she says nothing, it's like holy shit. The, the, the same thing happens when Ryan gets slapped and she turns around. She's like speechless it's these few moments that just really elevate her performance and elevate the severity of the scene when someone who's so used to saying something can't say a word and in this scene it's the most impactful and i couldn't agree more she just i want to cry man god damn anyway sorry you you were saying i'm just so emotional this bit no Um, no and and i didn't mind the music choice they chose yes okay I thought it complemented it nice, for the most part. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's like, it's a positive, but there's a negative straight after it. <laughs> Again, negatives. But, yeah, I, I thought the, the song choice, Rise Up, was, was good. I think that's what it's called, Rise Up. I don't know. I didn't actually bother to research the name of the song. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, yeah, I, I think it complemented the slow motion... Of like the police officers coming in. Oh yeah, her being escorted away. I don't know. It just really fit. So again, like Vincent and the Doctor, because that also has. Oh, sorry, I'm trying. I'm losing my voice. Like Vincent and the Doctor at the very end, where uh-huh. Amy walks towards the towards the painting and you have um, Bill Nye say the speech about Vincent Van Gogh. You know, like that, you know, that worked with the music as well. 
Yeah. I feel like he could have done it without the music, like with orchestral music would be just as fine, but again, it didn't detract from the scene, so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll just, I'll be mentioning Vincent the Doctor a couple more times mm-hmm. in my in my opinions, but yeah, um, how about you? I've definitely t- spoken way too much about <laughs> no, it's okay. this. Um, I will, I'll talk about, talk, talk about music since we're doing it. Um, yep. I did not like it on the first watch, but on the second yeah. watch I was like, yeah, you know what? It's it's the most fitting song, of course. I feel like it's a it shows, it shows a, a lack of faith in um shit in Sagan Akinola, just like nailing it with his score, like giving mm-hmm. giving us something fucking emotional. But it did work for me more on the second watch. I think I saw it was really out of place, but it's the most fitting out of place I could have gone with, if that makes sense. But yeah, no. Yeah, it, it does. It didn't hurt too much on the second watch. So that's all like, I can do for me. I'm going to be, be the first person to say that pop music and Doctor Who, nine times out of the ten, do not work. No, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. Um, but, again, Vince is the Doctor and Rose kind of got the right music choice to go alongside with it, so it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Again, I said you probably could have done it with an orchestral thing and it would have had the same impact, but, again... They had a decent song choice, so I can't, I can't hate that. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, have you got any more positives before we go in towards the negatives? Hmm. Um. I don't think so. I'm trying to scroll here. No. Oh, I. This is we've we've mentioned this. I love how this is a not the first episode. Where Graham's bus driving skills were like so important to the to the mission, I love that. I loved how he's like how he's like playing pool with with um what's his face at the at the pub or something, and they're like, oh yeah, oh b- bus driving serves the community so well. Like like he's like really happy happy about about his job. So I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. All negatives. Right. Let's go to the negatives. So I, I should point out before we go to the negatives, we should reiterate this. We both really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, definitely. It's, I have it's still my to... favorite episode of series eleven. Yeah. I don't know about you. Is it your favorite episode of series eleven? Oh yeah, definitely. Today? Definitely. Then yeah. So even though I have negatives, they still don't detract from the quality of the episode. Unlike the previous two episodes. So you only have one negative. So we'll go with you, and then I'll have my nice little ten-minute rant. Yes, so my main negative outside... See, my negative's not really negative, it's more of a positive. But it's sort of both. It's weird. It's like a middle thing. Okay. It's a positive-negative thing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the villain. Right? Yeah, that was one of my negatives. Let's talk about that. We're going to start opening now. In my opinion, the concept of the villain, the idea that he's not a major threat, he's not doing... Like, it's not some global alien invasion when we're trying, 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 trying to focus on one character I love the concept of him trying to fuck up with time I just feel like the execution and the actual villain himself like the guy himself wasn't uh, great and the focus on him felt really muddled like sometimes we want to know who he was why he was but other times it was like nah he's just a 
random thing. And I love the concept of his his enrollment in the play and like his 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 motives in the episode. But as a villain himself, wasn't a fan. So yeah, that's how it's sort of a positive and a negative. Because I liked his his role, just not him. So, yeah, yeah, the if concept that makes sense. was the concept was good, the execution. Yeah, pretty much. I think bad. the execution was it just like I couldn't tell if they wanted us to care about like to focus on him or not. Because they didn't... Because sometimes it was like, oh, you know, where are you from? What's this thing? You're in prison. What's this? And then other times it was like, oh, no, all we're trying to do is this. Like, they didn't really have a desire for him, and that bothered me. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you the answer. He was brought in as a plot device for the final scene to happen. Yeah. That's it. That's that pretty much it. His, that was his purpose. He does nothing apart from that. I mean, yeah. I feel like he... I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's decently good-looking, but that, that, that's not enough, you know? you got to act a bit, okay? I'm sorry, mate. Listen, I mean... listen mate. <laughs> stop, stop, getting, stop getting sexually attracted towards the bad guys, okay? Oh, okay. Just see what hey, look, they I'm, are. It's not my fault. So I met a pretty bit, okay? Jeez. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you like that 50s greaser look, hey? Oh, okay, no. That's, that's gone, that's gone. What do you think <laughs> of the villain? In a bit more ranty mode, please. I need to uh, I, I, I kind of can't really add too much more to that. Again, I like him in concept. I like the idea that he just purely wants to fuck up time because he wants to. Showed but some, uh, in execution, he's pretty shit, let's show, be honest. Showed some racist vibes at the end. I don't know where the fuck he's from, where racism's still a thing, but it was like at the end, he said something like, uh, I don't know what he said, but basically he hated black people. It's like they were trying to make him a serious threat, but at the same time wanted to make him Look a caricature him. of every racist. Right? <laughs> they couldn't make up their minds, so it just came off as both, and it doesn't work. Yeah. But, but I mean, look, I, I don't even remember the villain in Vincent Doctor. Like, obviously it's not important, but at least make the villain better for what it is which isn't the villain was a an invisible deal. creature called a Crefeus, I think. yeah it was invisible my point exactly the villains that matter in a historical episode but don't make it shit just you don't have much to work with guys he, he exists solely to fuck up time so don't make him annoying or or poor or underwritten or good looking without any substance you know just anyway gripes that, that's actually the thing, the thing I want to bring up about is it Crisco or Cusco? What, what, what's his something. name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his name. Please. The Emperor's New Suitcase. Nice. Uh, well, let's talk about that suitcase. That was the most bizarre thing for me, right? So, he has an entire warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. And all of his stuff is in a suitcase in the middle, on the floor, cloaked. I mean, Why? he's very, very sure of himself and also very dumb. Well, just for me, or when she threw the suitcase and then he blasted it off, that just looked really off. Like, did you, do you remember that bit? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. I remember the entire, I literally watched yeah. it like cool. three days ago. So sure was that I really off for you or not just me? When she like uh, th- picked it up, it was, threw it back it was and he was like, oh shit, convenient. It, it was extremely really convenient, I'll off. give him that. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, it was weird. I don't know if I liked it or not. It just felt off, I guess. You, you want to talk about convenient? How about Ryan literally just pushing a button and getting rid of the villain like that? 
That was so funny when he did it and it was like, oh shit, I did it. <laughs> oh, I like was... his reaction. Yeah. But you gotta admit, that was a pretty cheap way to just get rid of the villain like that. They're like, oh, he's, he's, he's done his purpose. We'll just, we'll just send him back to the dinosaur era. And... Oh, it was so funny. Far out. Not good, possibly. No, probably not. Funny, though. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I love Ryan's reaction to it, but I still, I still kind of look at it in an objective point of view. I was like, yeah, that was a pretty lazy story writing on how to get rid of a villain. I get, also get the feeling, and this is just a hunch, that all the time agent stuff was Chibnall. Yeah. I just have that hunch. Yeah, I think that so. it was. Because it, it, it almost felt like episode. it was. Uh, sorry, <laughs> No, I almost <laughs> felt like it was like two different things going on. Like you had your historical Rosa Parks thing, and then you had this little, little sci-fi uh-huh. guy. You know what I mean? They, they, it works, but it doesn't. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I like agree. I could totally see him being in an entirely different episode, not related to this one. But, yeah, it's such a yeah. sl- like simple. I'm gonna slot you in here. You only have any relevance. You only have any relevance to the time period or anything because you can travel in time, and you have a vortex window later, and blah blah. Like it was, it, was, it was such a basic premise that it could be put to any episode. So, yeah, you're right. Shame on you. Also, he, also yeah. he provides no sense of threat. At all. Why is this a recurring thing in this series? She there literally is no sense of threat. There's, there, I mean, there's a, there's a literal plot reveal where where we find out that he cannot hurt anybody. Like, way to like really push us to give a shit. Like, <coughs> it's dumber than the Hunger Games scene. How did you make an excuse that was dumber than the no killing from episode two? How did you manage it. that, guys? I, I don't understand. It. My but God. as soon as he's like, oh, if you try to hurt me, you'll hurt yourself. I'm like, well, then he can't really make any any sort of significant impact then, can he? I know. Ah, oh, I just want a threat. I want a threat. Give me the Stenza back. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Give me the Stenza. At least I actually somewhat did something. That's all I want. Give me the villain that does something for a change. Ah. Oh. Oh, that gets worse than episode four, but... <laughs> Alright, just getting this ranty stuff out of the way. Okay, so, uh, have you got any more points about the villain before I just continue on? Nope, it, it is, you are on display, you are on the show, it's your, it's your turn, off you go. Alright, so... Rest it all. So, this is not a big one, but this is still something that I did bring up. I'm disappointed there's no more pre-title sequences. Okay. It really disappoints me. I don't know. I just really like this this short little minute or two minutes that set up the rest of the episode. But the thing is, that 12 years earlier thing could have easily just been taken and put in front and that would have been the pre-title sequence. Yeah. Like, ugh. Ugh, it's the most apparent... The most apparent thing of a pre-title sequence, just I don't get it. I, I miss it. it it's <laughs> it's not insignificant. It doesn't change my opinion on the matter, but it's still like really, guys. Ugh. Anyway, uh, as I said, oh, that's on the less petty scale. So we're gonna get more and more petty as we go along here. Um, so that final song choice, which I commended about five minutes ago, I'm now gonna criticize for it. Because for some reason, 
it goes into the credits, and then the next time trailer. Why did they do this? I don't even know. That Please was explain weird. this to me. I need you to explain this to me. Why did they not just cut the song after the thing finished and have the Doctor Who titles as usual and the next time trailer? I, I, I <laughs> explain this to me, please. I need. I Good need luck getting an answer out of me. Because, because it it really pissed me off. I'm like, this was such a dumb choice. Like, I like the song, but seriously, like. I don't know. If you, like, you can't see me, but I'm literally just like waving my arms around in <laughs> frustration right now. It's hard to convey that in audio, but just know that that's what I'm doing right now. Oh yeah. Just like, what the hell is with this with this song going into the credits? Uh, yeah, I was. Oh, I did not like that. I just I didn't understand the choice. <sighs> yeah. All right. <laughs> it's getting getting more petty as we go along. It's just a little bit. Um. Actually, I've only got really one more. No, I got two more. I'll go with the second least petty thing that I have. Um, so I mentioned beforehand about the TARDIS interior and how I disliked it more in this episode. So yes, we only see it once. I think we only see it once. Yeah, we only see it once. It's at the very end. Um, I think it's at the very end. But the point is, when she's doing the Rosa Parks thing, I don't know. I just it it feels. It feels like a set. And okay. I don't mean that in like a good way. <laughs> I mean that in a 60s we have no budget kind of way. There's no I mean, there's no depth to the TARDIS. They did play all their budget on the cameras, so we can forgive them. I'm kidding, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if we go back to like the... Like even David Tennant's... I was going to say Matt Smith, but Matt Smith is very obvious. David Tennant, like you at least had to walk up the... Go up, go through the... the um, through the entrance... And then he still had to go up to the, to the um, to the TARDIS, in, like the centerpiece thingy, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least there was some sort of depth. Here it's like a flat ground. I, yeah, I I don't I don't understand. I just I don't understand. And it was just weird. The other thing that really bugged me about that scene is that in the background, you know that thing that gyrates up and down. You know when the yeah. TARDIS is in flight or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was going on in the background as she was talking, and it was so distracting. I, I don't. I, I I didn't mind it, but hey. Oh, uh, yeah. I just I was just like we're just trying to say this important thing about Rosa Parks and how she's the most significant thing in civil rights, and she got a constellation. It was all good. I liked that bit, mm-hmm. but it was still very hard when all I could see in this background is this thing that's just going up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> like I'm I'm sure you could you could have just not done that. As I said, this is petty, so. But yeah, it, it was just very distracting. It kind of took away a little bit of my attention towards the powerful, significant ending that it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Which, don't get me wrong, it was. I, I oh, really yeah. liked the her, her saying about like how she got the recognition she got at the end of the at the end of her life, basically. But yeah, it's still it was still a thing that annoyed me. Uh, but. My most annoying aspect of this here you go. This episode. If I like this bit, I'm gonna be so mad. Go. You will probably like. You probably did like this bit. I reckon you did. Go it's hear the me. bit where Yaz and Ryan Ooh! are talking behind the dumpster. You're like my friend. He's like, that's so forced. I'm like, how is it forced? Continue. I, it's forced, 
Okay, so I'm gonna bring back the. Vincent I'm ready to the this with bitch. Sorry, go. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna bring back Vincent to the Doctor, but work with me here, right? So, one could argue, actually, it's pretty obvious that the whole episode is about mental health, right? Yes. Yeah. So, how weird would it be, right, if there was a scene where Amy was talking to the Doctor and she was and she was like, "Oh, uh, my Rory's mum, she uh, she suffered from depression and anxiety, and she." Uh, attempted to commit suicide multiple times. Do you, do you see how that kind of feels like? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get what I mean? Now just just replace mental health with modern day racism, and there's my problem with the with why I like don't like that scene. Okay. It, 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 do you do you get what I mean? Like I do. Like the whole point the whole point of the episode is that it's supposed to be a reflection on. Like, even if they had, like, one line where it was like, some things never change. Fine. That would have been fine. One line. I guess I like the sense that these two people have just been hit with something that that they never, like, encountered to this degree. Like, I feel like it was just, like, this this sudden realization that, holy shit, here we are. And I felt the conversation would be very real. Like, it's something that that I think would actually happen if such, such, such a situation arrived. But... I definitely see see a point of view with the comparison with um Vincent. So I don't know what to say. Like your like your like your friend was basically right. It, it did feel very heavy handed. Like the whole point of messages is that, as I mentioned earlier on, if it doesn't even feel like it's a message, you're doing it right. You know, subtlety is very very important. Yeah, I think sometimes messages can be both explicit and explicit. Like, I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. I prefer, like, subtle ones, definitely. But with, with like, racism, with, you know, African-American and Mexican person in 1955, I feel like it's something that, that you shouldn't need to tug away. Like, fine, let, let them discuss it. It's clear as day. Just, you know, have that conversation because it's obviously, you know, there. But, no, yeah, I see what you mean. I'm not going to, like, degrade what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I get that feeling, I guess, in the scene. Like, like if you take that scene out, right? Yeah. You would still have that argument about the Rosa Parks and her impact on modern-day racism there. You already have that. Yeah. You don't need to tell us that it exists, because we all know it exists. That's why we are watching this episode, and we, we reflect on it. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. Heavy-handed and unnecessary. That's my, I think my two biggest problems with it. But, um... Look, I, I don't hate the scene. I think they do an okay job with it. I just feel like... Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this in episode four. Yeah. Messaging can be very heavy-handed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of... T- kind of, like, just takes you out of the moment a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Again, it is petty. It didn't over... It didn't... It probably would have taken one point away from me, and then the villain would have another point, so that's why it's an eight. But, yeah, I just... Mm. <laughs> I told you, I'm getting... We got really, really petty there. But, yeah, I, was, I, I hope... I hope that I've explained myself enough so I don't get slammed as racist. <laughs> no, you don't... That's, that's not coming up at all, don't worry. Like, I definitely see what you mean. With yeah, your... that's good. 
Uh, I got any more points? No, no, I've got. That's all my points. I was just Sweet. That was it. not as bad as I. I mean, I mean, what? No, that might are good. <laughs> uh, as I said, there aren't too many negatives. I think for the most part they do a really good job. It's yeah. just the villain and the messaging at the times can be a bit heavy-handed that I only really had a problem with. Uh, it was shot very well. Acting was pretty pretty darn well. Pretty darn uh, well. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I couldn't fault it. Okay, like like overall, I really couldn't fault it. I think they all everyone stepped up their game in this episode compared to last week, which was which is good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've got no more points in regards to Rosa. Me Do neither. you have any more points? No. Uh, for Rosa. Nothing I can think of. Alright. Uh, do you want to take a break, or do you want to just, just smack right, right into episode I mean, four? I have less nice things to say about this one, so I think, unless you can take a break, we're going to just smack right into it. Alright, we will take a quick break, and then straight after this, we will look at episode four, Arachnids in the UK. Hell yeah, the masterpiece of the season. Bigger on the inside. Uh, just before the break, we talked about Rosa. Rosa. Um, Rosa. 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 Alright, but now it's time for episode four. The Arachnids. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, Arachnids in the UK. General thoughts. A fun mess. I I wasn't bored this episode. Wasn't good. Wasn't bored. It was pretty average, not gonna lie. But I could put it to like a six, maybe, out of ten, just because I had fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'll give it a five. But I love it in a so bad that it's good. Hell yeah! Way. Like in a room kind of way, or a bird. <laughs> like there are so many things that are wrong with this episode. Like it, it's so incompetent. <laughs> but I still. I still enjoy, like how as you said, it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a great mess. It's it's such a mess of an episode, but I love it, fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I could, as I said, I just it's it, it, it. We should. I'm just gonna say this to the record. This is not good. This is probably no. I still put it a little bit higher than the ghost. Oh monument, no, I don't think it's that bad. Because, but like, we will see. I think the ghost monument. Sorry, the Ghost Monument is still pretty dull for the most part. This is like, at least like got something like, going for it. Arachnids yeah, in this is, the UK. This is still at least entertaining. Like, yeah, this is still at least a little bit entertaining. Yeah. Like in a, in a really shit kind of <laughs> way. But it was still entertaining nonetheless. So that's why I can't put it as bad as the Ghost Monument. Uh, that said, I was completely right in this not being a good episode. Oh yeah. Like at all. <laughs> I, I'm going to take full responsibility for predicting that. Um... And it's interesting, because I also believe that about episode 5, but 
that's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, little tease there for you guys. Um, all right. Have you got any positives to work? Yes, with I episode? probably have more than you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do you remember how we said in the last episode how we'd go back to Earth and we'd see um, Ryan's family? Well, we did it. We saw <laughs> yeah. Yaz's. And while the yeah. dialogue, which is my whole... Wow, 50-50 guess that would have been. While my dialogue issues... It was either going to be Ryan or Yaz. <laughs> and I feel like we'd had enough of Ryan, of course, it was going yes. to be Yaz's family well, we were going to well, see. While but... my dialogue issues are plentiful, I liked how we finally got to Yaz's development through her family including her mother, which had a connection with the episode, which we'll discuss more. So, yeah, I yeah. liked how we had this sort of draw, like, this sort of reason, this sort of, like, we we were drawn somewhere. And I thought that was pretty good choice for going to, yeah, someone who's so undeveloped in the show so far. So, yeah, minor positive, but a positive nonetheless. Do you have any, or do I go on? This is, this is something that I want to explain. Like, it's been something that's been bothering me with three out of the four episodes. Yeet. Why is the dialogue so bad? It's weird, isn't it? Dialogue's okay for the most part. In this episode, I really noticed it. I realised that even if Chibnall's a better character man than a story man, his character work, like, in, in casual sense, needs a lot of work. Like, the opening bit, like the ominous intro where we establish that weird shit's going on, the dialogue in that was abhorrent. It was horrifying. It was... It was I was like, was what the hell is happening? Like, he's... Like... <laughs> uh, is, is it Chris North? Is, it, is that his name? Chris North. Chris North. It's not he's Chris like to, North. to the chick, uh, we're family, and then he's like, sorry, how are we family? It's such a... I don't know what he says exactly, but it's such a weird... It's just so clunky and not menacing. And it just sort of sets the course of the episode. Like, just bad writing. Anyway, that wasn't a positive. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no. Actually, I have one more question, yeah. though. Like, why does the... Why is the Doctor still asking questions four episodes in? Because that's... Isn't it, isn't it her job to that's know what's she does. going on? The doctor always wants to know what's going on. Like, no, the companions ask. Yeah, the but the doctor's always like, "Okay, what's happening?" The doctor happening here? gives the answers. Yeah, but that's the fun if of it. The doctor doesn't know what's going on. Like, it's like, the fun. You know what I mean? like, like, this is my same problem last Ted time. Ted always did that. He always asked questions and then solved it himself. Like, there was always that. That's yeah, but he's still he's still new stuff. Well, though. that's the difference. yeah, I guess. Like how how much does. How much has she actually known about what's going on in any of these episodes? Yeah, not much. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. The Doctor knows nothing. How? Did she have, like, a concussion? Did she just forget 52 years of... Well, probably 2,000 years of history? I don't understand why she's so clueless about everything that's going on. Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty weird. That wasn't even negative, by the way. That was literally just because we were talking about dialogue. Yeah. I just remembered that. (laughs) He just got off on a negative start there. Alright, I, I, I sidetracked you for too long. What's your first positive? Sorry. Well, outside of the Yaz's mom thing, mm-hmm. uh, nothing really big. I like minor stuff. Was that a pun? Was that no, a pun? maybe. Oh, nah, do you want to discuss later bits as a positive, or is it just anything I want? Or Just okay. anything you want for positive. There was a scene with the spider that the doctor didn't want to die, and... Big Dick came in and shot it, and I got a bit emotional in that scene. 
So I'm counting as a positive. Um, because I'm... Turns out I'm a spider sympathizer. Did not know that. Um, so I always kind of count me getting emotional as some sort of merit to the writing team. Even if it wasn't much this season, episode. Um, outside of that, nothing particular. I can go like, moments, but as far as, like, broad sweeping statements go, there's nothing this episode did really well, in general, mm-hmm. which is a shame, because it's yeah. called Arrakis in the UK, like, how... Like, it's 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 done for you, it's... it's anyway, no. Do you have any positives? Before I just diverge in this minor bits, Bobs? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with something that stood out. We, 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 we sometimes talk... We talk um, about briefly about stuff before we do this stuff, but... One thing we brought up was the time vortex. Oh, I really liked, I liked it. it. I really liked right? it. Right? Like I was really it, confused on what was, the thing. I felt like I was tripping balls. It but was I surreal. Loved it. it was fun. It was frenetic. I, yeah, hell yeah. Well, I need to ask though. Why isn't Doctor Who more surreal? Um, I think like yeah, like alien planets, but they all feel so human. I mean, that's probably a budgetary thing, but like I guess we never see such be creative. Such shro- Surrealism is like the coolest thing. Like we don't see much of that imagery. Like, yeah, Doctor Who. That's really weird. I want. I, if I was to write Doctor Who, I would make it as surreal as shit. Make it be like, what the hell did I just watch for forty minutes? That's what I want <laughs> people to come out. But not in like a. But not in a. Why did I watch this? But more in like a. Oh my god, how much weed do I need to smoke to understand what's going on? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, like the time vortex and the music. This is one of the only times that I really actually remember the music in an episode, and it's the one that plays during the time vortex, and I like it a lot. Like it just really worked. Um, yeah, so credit to John Smith. Um, I still hate the title sequence though, but I've, I I've just do not to agree with you. That's right? a different battle. <laughs> but it's like what I've done, right? I, I've I've made I've I've resolved this by um skipping the thir- the first <gasps> 35 seconds and I'm if you good. sing it along it makes it more enjoyable have you tried that have you tried watching him and being like along with boom, the... boom, boom. like if you sing along it's it connects you more try that try well, that I, okay for, for episode <laughs> six for episode six I'll yes try it, just but... hum along or like just like dance along but... to it feel yourself connected. if it doesn't work i'm going back to my 35 <laughs> yes skipping hell yeah nothing you'll do about hell yeah okay I'm really, I'm willing to give things a chance, okay? I'm that kind of guy where I can be critical, but I'm still open, okay? So, if you think that humming along will improve my watching ability of the title sequence, I'll do it, okay? So, I'll, I'll next episode, we'll uh, see if that ended up working out. <laughs> I'm probably going to guess no, but... One can again, only hope. I'm open. And pray. Yeah, we'll see. And hope. Um... <laughs> Yes, Princess Leia. Uh, Alright, so what's your... Nice. What's nice. your second... Now, what's your second let's positive deeper, for this episode? Deeper stuff. Um, I love Chibnall's character work. I love it. I don't... See, the weird thing is, at the end of this episode, I was like, yes, I love everything about the scene. I'm waiting for Doctor Who. And then I think back to the past 40 minutes, I'm like, this is shit. But my mind gets so wound up in how good that final scene was. So the final scene, after four episodes, found the companions finally deciding to go off on their adventures. And I loved how, wait a minute, 
they've been gone for three ep- wait yeah three episodes right like yeah. they had no say in anything I loved what Graham was dealing with grief I love that they haven't forgotten about Grace because grief is something they just can't wipe away why are you stealing all sorry, my points sorry 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 forget about that <laughs> I love... <laughs> You're just taking two of my points, like, one S- after first another. Point, I love the character work at the end, that's it. Your, your turn. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate onto that. I didn't mind the, the proper companion interest to the TARDIS. Like, I really liked that the Doctor was like, uh, if you travel with me, it's not guaranteed to be safe. Kind of like what the Doctor did with Clara uh-huh. in uh, Series 7, but... But she was definitely more like, you better make sure that this is what you want, because you know once once we do this, you're, there's really no no turning back. Yeah. You know. Um, although, I it's kind of a hard, not really a negative, but still something that bugged me. Um, Graham's response to when the doctor's like, "Oh, it'll change them." She's, he's like, "That's all right. I think that's good." <laughs> Again, like, clunky. Oh. Again, clunky. Ah, oh, that's like the worst Graham line of this entire in in the past four episodes. That one line, ah, oh, that was that a person does not talk like that. They just don't. But uh, oh, actually, sorry. Uh, a fi- I don't know how old how old's Graham supposed to be? What sixty or something? Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, sixty year old wouldn't say that. Put it that way. So that's something a five year old would say. That's all right. I think that's good. <laughs> you know. He's gone through a lot, okay? Jeez. I'm just saying, I expect better vocabulary from uh, a man such as Graham, the bus driver. But, yeah, (laughs) that was kind of deviating there. But, yeah, I really did like... I I enjoyed the proper entrance, mainly because of how uh, the Doctor reacted to the three choosing to stay. It was kind of like... I want you guys on board, but you have to know that there could be consequences that come along with this. So, yeah, I can I, I applaud that. What's your other positive that I didn't mention, except... Nick? <laughs> yeah. Your other positive that I definitely did not mention. Yeah. My other positive that I definitely did not mention was, uh, Graham, just, just Graham. Apart from that one line that I mentioned earlier, I really... He, him throughout the episode when he was trying to properly grieve over the death of Grace again he stole the show he had that one shitty line but he still stole the show again which is why I'm still 100% confident he's going to die at the end of the series 100% confident don't say that and please I want to I want to I I point this out for the record that uh, people have been uh, been jumping on this bandwagon of Graham dying but I projected this stuff in episode two, okay? <laughs> You're all jumping on my bandwagon. Don't you guys forget it. So if I'm right, you better applaud me for that. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> but I really like how they did it, though. Like, him seeing Grace as a ghost. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Sherlock with um, Mary yeah. and John. See, but... When you say it like that, it sounds like cheap and corny but I think it was really well done it felt real I guess which was good <laughs> now it's not now it's not like a five year old okay damn George? it something's happening to me I'm, I'm aging backwards oh god 
I'm Benjamining Button. <laughs> Wait, is that how it works? Yeah. I'm Benjamining. Yeah, it's Benjamin Button. Benjamin yeah. Buttoning. Yeah. But yeah, go Graham once again, still in the episode. Yep. I mean, six more episodes to go. I mean, there was one character who stole it from him, I think. <laughs> one, uh, uh but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on it a little bit and also say that this is probably Jodie Whittaker's best performance overall. Yeah, I feel like she was probably her most comfortable here. Mm, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I had to think about it, but I still think it is overall. I think she's probably the most. She definitely carries this very comfortable as a role. Like she always carries it, but she it feels right. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it definitely felt she was probably the most doctor here than uh-huh. episodes prior. But yeah, that's just more of an overall kind of thingy. Um, what's next positive? Next positive. Mm-hmm. Next positive. Um. Okay, this is the positive. It's definitely not a random point that I'm trying to drive in here. Yaz has a crush. On the doctor. Okay? Nobody's realized this but me. And it angers me. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that you were the only no, person I, no, I'm not. watching but that episode. In Hoovians they were like been some... Ryan and Yaz. I'm like, no. Just because they're black, you s- no, that's not the point. The point is <laughs> The point is Jesus The point is the an that? age gap between a time war and a human has never been an issue in the past. And Yaz obviously likes the Doctor. It's clear as day. In the final scene, she's giving him her the lovey dovey dies. And you know what? She she deserves it. Her family's annoying. Her sister's a bitch. Like, she deserves to have a um extraterrestrial companion with her. And she even has that line where she says, uh something like, I want more or something. That's actually about her yeah. sexual life, not her real life, her, 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 like, general life. So, yeah, my next positive is Yaz likes the doctor. That's it. That's my positive. Off you go. Uh, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a killjoy here. I'm going to be a killjoy. Here you go. Uh, I, 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 I hope they don't have any romantic attachment between the doctor and the companion. I didn't like it when it was wrong. Obviously, it's weird as shit, but... I didn't, I didn't like it when it was I'm not saying it should be together. I didn't like it when it was Amy. I'm just I'm saying... I'm saying Yaz just... likes her, like a crush. Will it happen? No, because yeah. Yaz will die. But... I... <laughs> it's Imagine funny you that. say Yaz will die. I feel like she's like the only one that's going to die. No, no, as in me. she'll die. As in the Doctor, assuming she doesn't regenerate in the next 80 years... She'll be herself, yeah. and, and Yaz will be like 80, and he'll be like, Hey, wife of mine? And then she'll be like, Dude, you're 80. <laughs> and he'll be like, Really weird. Anyway. And that's how gridlock starts. Pretty much. My God. Anyway, no. Will I be together? No. It's weird. The, the reason why Donna, Donna is my favorite companion is because we had Rose and Martha swirling over Tenant, and it was like, oh, God damn, enough is enough. Dude, dude, he's like 900 years old. Stop. That's why I like Donna. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. But my man, <laughs> I'm a man who can detect a crush when I see one. And Yaz has the hots. And that's a positive. And, yeah. I, I'm not going to get in the way with your Hell radar. Hell yeah. Shipping people that. since... Always. <laughs> <laughs> G-cap. 
Shipping people since always. Since always. 2018. Always. Oh, yeah, positive, good stuff. Alright, so you uh, I like the banter between Yaz and her sister. Hell yeah. I felt it felt the most natural of the entire family. Uh, I, I hope to see more of the sister. And also, she was totally flirting with. Oh, with, that uh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. She was totally flirting with him. Like, she's like, "Oh, you are you sing, uh, are you with um, are you with Yaz?" And I was like, "No." I was like, and she's like, "Good." And I'm like, <laughs> okay then, subtle, like a brick to the face. Um, but yeah, I, it, it definitely felt like sibling banter between Yaz and the sister. As someone that has a sister, yep. I, I just say Same. that. I just. Yeah, you, you know what siblings are like. You just try to get under each other's skin, so. Yeah, I definitely. It felt the most natural. But it was still playful, which was. Which is usually how yeah. it works. Um, uh, I didn't particularly care for the rest of the family. <laughs> but. Uh, I at least like yes, his mom. Those two. Jazz, oh, yes, his mom. That's a whole can of words. You can't be pressing if you like fire Yaz's mom. mom. I'm sorry, I don't like Nadia. Yeah, I know what her name is too. <laughs> you sound so happy with yourself. Like, yeah, okay. Sorry. I, sorry, I just, Nadia. I just don't find her interesting. I don't, I don't find her interesting. Yes, his mom. Dad, yep. I kind of like because he has that whole conspiracy thing going on. What but... you go to? Did he? Nothing. <laughs> you do realize I'm gonna listen to it on, on playback. <laughs> you did this last time too. You try to slip up. It's like it doesn't work. Me. It doesn't work because I get your audio. Oh my god. We've been doing this for 28 <laughs> episodes. Gosh. And I still try and slip and stuff by. You still by. don't understand how this process I'll works. I'll cut that bit out before I send it to you. Ha, huh, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, you not <laughs> No, I won't. You won't do that. Um, anyway, yeah, so my, my positive was Yaz and the sister. Go, go, go. Trying to find more positives that are somewhat Wow, that's bad. You're, you're struggling for positives. I can't wait to hear some of negatives. I love the lighting. The lighting in the scene when Frankie is walking down the corridor. Yes. It's these little things that, like, establish mood and atmosphere. Wasn't big, but it was nice, and I liked it. You actually um, had one of my points. The lighting in the when they're underground. Was, really? Yeah, Hell yeah. It's so good. Like, right? like, that's the only time that there was any sort of creamy atmosphere that should go along with a spider. <laughs> it was such a... It was like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't mind the... Wait, this, this might be one of your points. I'll let you go next. Uh, well, I'll just, go, just, just carry on to that. I like the CG of the spiders. They're, they're, yeah. they're convincing for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And also like the um, the practical effect of the cocooning of the people. Mm-hmm. That 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 got some nice uh, tent, not like tension, just like creepiness into it. I liked it. Very small things, but again, some of the parts still doesn't work somehow. I don't know how that even works. How do you get some things right and still mess it up? I don't get it. Don't ask me. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So CG spiders and cocooning people. (laughs) (laughs) Cocooning people. Cocooning people, yep. Alright, what's your next positive? I guess I'll steal it from you. Yep. But I don't think that's a positive for you. It's just something that that, that, that got me. I actually 
get more scared by spider web than spiders. That shit's just like weirds me out. Is it because the, the whole lot. tangling, you're like getting caught in this? Tangling, being trapped, the the mess of it all. It just like like the fact that when you're caught, like it's impending doom. Yeah, it's weird. No, that but makes sense. I that does didn't, make sense actually. I didn't mind the the cutaway, like 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 the focus pulling to to revealing. Oh, there's a web here. Like it was cheesy, but like for the episode, it was not that the episode really knew what it wanted to be. I thought it was a nice little thing where they like had like the doctor like walking into a room and all of a sudden, wait, there was a web here the whole time. What does it mean? So I liked that. It was fun. And it really did not help my fear of web. So yeah, that's my positive. This was more effective than the bandages were in episode two. Oh God, for sure. <laughs> like at least that. Episode two is a whole other ballpark. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go with a quote. Because it's my... Is that my last point? Holy shit, that's my last point. Oh, God. Uh, the one quote that I love, and I literally spoke about this before we even recorded this. Do you know how annoying it is when my husband is right? Is such a wife comment. It's... Oh, I love it. <laughs> Your favourite quote. <laughs> yeah, my favourite quote was from Yaz's mum. What a shock. The one Carrie don't care for, but she had that one great line. I'm like, okay... You got me there for a second. That was a pretty good line of dialogue. The, the thing is, though, one thing I've noticed is that humour is really dry in uh, in the past four episodes, for the most part. Like, do you get what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of miss the wit that that uh, uh, Moffat brought. Um, but I don't know. If it gives me lines like that, I, I, I don't mind it too much. I do miss it a little bit, but hey, knew everything, I guess. <laughs> just gotta suck that one up, unfortunately. But yeah, I just I really like that line. That's, that's still my favorite line of the entire episode. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm just gonna let you just keep going with the positives because I got none more, as I said. Um, Kevin. Oh yeah, Kevin. They got Kevin. Kevin, yes. The Kevin I show. hate slash loved because it made me laugh, but like it's a shit. When evil villain guy forgot his name, um, he's like, "Oh my god, they got Kevin!" You mean, dude? You, mean, you, you mean, sacrificed him. You mean not like Trump no Trump? shit? They've got Kevin. You did that. <laughs> he closed the door so, behind him. <laughs> like you, it was such a weird thing to say. Like this is like a negative, but it's, I like this. So I was positive. Like, oh my god, they got Kevin. Well, I have them all yeah. <laughs> oh, what the hell? They did that. Oh, that was funny as shit. Um, there's some funny stuff this episode. The doctor asking if the guy was Ed Sheeran. Is he Ed Sheeran? <laughs> is Ed Sheeran a person? As if she that. wouldn't know who Ed Sheeran is, though. <laughs> she has more important... Yeah, I know. That's true. The doctor's been around um, more than t- more than just one year. It's like... And Ed Sheeran's been oh, around for more than just one year. It's not like... When... When villain guy was talking about what he's... Who he is... And Jodie was, like, looking over, looking really unimpressed. Do you remember that bit? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, you just saw it. It reminded me, even though it was a completely different mood, to the scene, to, to the bit in the Partners in Crime, when Tennant looks over the wall and, like, smiles awkwardly. Different mood, but that just reminded me of that. that how do you... What? How do you link those two together? Because the shot, it's just their head over a wall, just, like, 
gazing oh, forward. But in this case, it's more like a table, right? Okay. So yeah, so okay, yeah. I get what you in mean. Tennant's case, it was like it was the wall to like the cubicles, and he was like really like happy and shit. And with this one, it was the table, and then she was like, "Huh? You don't have to care." Anyway, regardless of the comparison, she was hilarious in that bit. Um, I thought it was a good line too. I just still found hard to believe that she didn't know who Ed Sheeran was. Like, yeah, no, definitely. Come on, he's been around for like. I love. Come on, mate. I love that Ryan's music was a plot point, like the 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 whole leading the spiders to this place through his. I thought that was hilarious. I had no issue with that because the rest of the show was already, episode was already off. I did. Um, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, like when you've when you've done all this shit so far, anything else that's like off the charts is like fine. But yeah, whatever. You um, know that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Just, just, just you know dig what? that hole deeper whatever. for you guys. Just, just dig it deeper. You might reach the toxic. The waste. start of the episode when the doctor's trying to like act and be like, "Oh yeah, this is it." No, it's okay. It's just, just me. I find it really funny that Jodie's such a great actor, but the Doctor, like, could not act for the life of her if she could. Like, it was such a funny opening bit. It was like, a very oh, endearing yeah. scene. I will give you it go. that. It was, it was very endearing, yeah. yeah. She was just... Uh, she was okay, just my favourite bit. My, my favourite triple hit of the episode, by far. Triple hit. Is just after that bit. It's like when, when, when the Doctor goes, T-Yazzes, and then a couple of scenes... A, a, a couple of bits later... Uh, Yaz goes, don't be daft. And then a couple of bits later, um, Graham goes, I think I'll nip on home. Um, at that point, I'm like, we get it, you're British. Oh my God. It was like in like a 20 second interval, all these three quotes happened. Don't be daft. And my mind was like racing. I'm like, oh my God, this is so British. And it was really funny and also annoying. And I loved it. So that's my final positive. Because I found it so funny. Just like, T, daft, nip. Lingo. So, yeah. Your, fi- your final positive. Let me get this straight. Your final yes. positive yes. is the fact that they used British words in a British TV show. But, like, it was, for some reason, I really noticed that this time around. Because it was, like, one after the other. It was just, like, bam, bam, bam. We are British. Make it known. And I loved it. I feel like the title and... might have given that away. Just, just just, a little bit of a hunch. Oh, that, that, that that's not good. UK, like... Pfft, Nah, that was the the peak of the episode right there. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. Hold on, I'm just reading my other stuff. Oh no 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 no! Sorry sorry sorry. Final positive. Final positive. Not too late. The we fact that Ryan can't do anything else. Too bad. Damn it! <laughs> We've gone too far. Nah, no, kidding. Go for it. Okay, the fact that Ryan and Graham actually nearly persuaded the villain guy that the spiders could be from Russians. I love that. That was so fucking funny. He's like. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people who hate me. Something like that, and I find that really funny. Um, that's it. Wait, I'm waiting. Yes, yes, yeah. Team Tardis. Wait, yes. I will admit that's a good name for them. I like Team Tardis. <laughs> I love. Just don't say I mean, fam ever again, Doctor. Team Tardis. Please do not ever Sorry. say the word fam, um, or I'll throw you off a building. Yeah, fam is just no-go. Thank you for not doing that. Uh, but yeah, Team Tiles, I can get behind that completely. That's it? That's it. Alright, so... Yes. We've talked about all the actual genuine... Well, most part. Most part, genuine <laughs> things about this episode. 
But if we're going to talk about the fun part now, let's talk about the negatives. Negatives is the fun part. We're optimistic about how shit it was, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I said with complete sincerity. The, the negatives, I'm so looking forward to the negatives. Like, Will, uh, Mr. Willy Will Will, um, Will Will Will, Willy Will Will, he was like, he, he wanted to actually just talk about how bad episode four is, and he couldn't because he had to do stuff, unfortunately. But, yeah, there's just a lot to nitpick about this episode. Um, and I'm going to start first with something that you did like. I'm going to say it. I fucking hate rap music. Oh, the same. No, no. I'm making that clear. I hated it. I thought it was funny. Okay. Like, yes, yeah, so you as... like it in like Sorry, the agree, room agree. kind of way, like like. No, I do not so like bad. rap music for like not the most part at all. It's not my style. But go on. Ah, uh, you could have fit anything there. You just had to use rap music. Like seriously, all you need technically is anything with bass. And you just ah, uh, uh, so uh, that's that's uh. that's that's modern day music at its worst. We talked about it at its okayest with last episode, but this one, no. No. Get that shit away from me. Very far away. Use a fly sweater for, uh, for all I care. Do you like that little, little, little joke there? Little fly sweater? Uh-huh. Life fly sweater because it's about spiders? I'm so funny. Oh, that's so... Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my first point. Just rap music. Just, just, just no. No, 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 no. What's your first negative? So I stopped thinking about how terrible the rap music was. Hmm. I don't know. It was a pretty amazing episode. How about the political stuff? How about the what? Okay. The political stuff. Oh, the political stuff. Oh, no. For the most part, I'm an optimist about this. I thought there were some bits that were implicit, therefore good. The Trump thing I could handle. But, but... There's this one bit where he goes, can't you all be like normal people and use guns? And I'm like, <laughs> Damn! no one says that. Even if you love guns, no one fucking says that. It was so frustrating to, to watch. It tipped myself over the edge and made me hate him in a non-ironic sense. And that's my main negative is how they brought these implicit moments of political stuff by showing his attitudes towards stuff through like really like subtle butt, butt bits, which which I thought were fine, not good, but fine. But then you had like this bit where he's like, "Just use guns to shoot him." I don't know, hated so, that. So you're That's saying? What I mean. So just to clarify, you're saying that heavy-handed messaging can be very annoying. Can be bad. It can. Okay, that's all I wanted you no. to say. That's all I wanted you to say. In this episode, it was bad because, yeah. I think it's a huge difference. I think you can be explicit with the messages and implicit with messages, but to play dependent on what is said, how it's said, the episode slash theme slash whatever. Because there were parts of the episode where I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go out, say Trump. Everyone would have. This guy looks, sounds, acts. I would have said it as well. But, they had, and it was, he did, and that was fine. I, I didn't mind that. But it was the gun stuff that was just, oh, God. Mind-numbingly... Anyway. Well, I'll just elaborate on that, because that was one of my points. I'll just, just elaborate on yes, that. Yes, so, of course. Go for it. <laughs> heavy-handed messaging. It seems to be the theme with this, with these, with these two Shut episodes. your ass up. Don't prove my... Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had the anti-gun message with the spider. 
real, real subtle guys. Mwah, subtlety. Uh, yeah. We had the the not Trump character who hates Trump. <laughs> Which was really funny. Yeah, right. He's like, don't say that name. I'm like, but you are him, dude. Like, yeah, you're, you you're a cartoon it? character of Trump, pretending you, like he doesn't. You like literally Trump. fight a chick for, for for coming to work early to make sure things go well. Like, you are evil. Anyway. And then we have the environmental message with the dumping of the waste. <laughs> he is Trump. Anyway. No, but that, that bit where they like go into the, the whole toxic waste and she's like, oh, dumping's bad, basically. That's basically what she said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. If you just, like, show it and have them, like, sigh in anger, we get it. Like, we know what the message is from just that. But no. Yeah. Give us a bit more, why don't you? So, so I just don't understand why subtlety is not a thing. Subtlety can be very important. Use it. I think it's worse. Um, so uh, my actual negative. Um, <laughs> it's a brief one. It's just stop with the granddad thing, please. It is getting very annoying. Yeah, that should have been over. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it, guys, please. I beg you. It wasn't funny the first time. It wasn't funny the second time, and it sure as hell is not funny the third time. Uh, yeah. Just stop forcing it to happen. Like, just stop forcing and expecting us to find it funny. I know it's personal, like, it's subjective, but it, it it's really, really not, not doing its job. And it's just, <laughs> just coming off as just obnoxious. Stop it. Anyway. That's like on the lowest scale of the pettiness. <laughs> I got a petty scale going on. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. What's your next negative? My negative slash question slash point. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling you're going. My on. issue. Yeah. About the toxic waste sucks. Okay. I hate it, obviously. But in my opinion, the the the, the scientists were at the same to. Were just as much to blame as the toxic waste. One hundred percent. In my opinion. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. I did not like how. I mean, the, there was one part where Jody was like, it "Doesn't matter what happened. Like, okay, maybe she understands that it was everybody's fault, but they were way too harsh on the toxic waste and way too forgiving of the mutated spider research shit. The carcasses. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, you trust these people to like handle your carcasses properly, but this isn't. They're spiders. They're, they're from you. So I felt like that blame game was way too one-sided, even if the villain was a villain. Yeah. Um, like, she, I reckon she was just as much of a villain here as, as he right? was. Right? She was so sus at the start, for good reason, because she's doing secret dirty spider shit. Yep. Ah. Oh, so that, that annoyed me a little bit. N not too big, obviously. But... Well, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to elaborate again, because... Off your head. This is... This is uh, this is okay. me being all sciencey, okay? So, yes, all right, because you are. We are in the presence right now, gentlemen and ladies, of a. <laughs> okay, science I need to clear this student. up. Okay, I, I've done science in the past, general science. And I would actually want to know. So, but proceed. The one thing that really, really bugged me was that she said that spiders are poisonous. They are not poisonous. They are venomous. There is <gasps> a that. difference. So and a, a person that studies spiders would know this difference <laughs> because if a simpleton like me who does general science knows this fact, then you of all people should know this. 
Uh, it just really, it really rubbed me the wrong way when she said poisonous and like, oh, they clearly, the person that wrote this, Chibnall, has clearly no idea what he's talking about. Uh, it also really didn't help that the scientist lady uh, couldn't deliver a line for shit. I'm sorry. You're just not a good actress. <laughs> Every line that she delivered was so bland. I could not... It felt like I was talking to... Like, of what, reading a, watching a robot. She she had no... Anything. I... Uh, mm-hmm. I bet then, yeah, of course, she had the whole... She not she not decided to take any responsibility for, for dumping the... It was all your fault, toxic waste guy. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, sure you didn't. Ugh. But... What, uh, spider carcasses? Was that his? No! Ugh. Anyway. Like, they are both at fault. Yes, the toxic dump shouldn't have been there, but you shouldn't be dumping spider carcasses in the first place. If there were no spider carcasses, there would have been no evil spider things. Ignorance is bliss. And she even says at one point... Ignorance is bliss. She even says at one point, what she said, she's like something about how some of them may have been alive or something. Something to do with some being different. I don't know what she said. But she basically hints at the fact that, that their carelessness led to this, I guess evil villain spider swarm thing yeah. anyway so yeah that yeah. lady I don't remember her name she was that forgettable I'm sorry she was but yeah not sorry. only was she not well not was she was she it's not likable it's writing not only was she not anyway. likable with the whole responsibility thing not only was she not knowledgeable because she couldn't tell the difference between a poison and venom she also just wasn't enjoyable to watch on screen yeah, you really screwed yourself up there guys uh, basically any scene that she wasn't in, which unfortunately was very few of them, I enjoyed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Although, that technically, that was just more just labouring off your, th- more, your your negative. But my mm-hmm. my negative was that, hey, you underutilised Chris Noth. Why did they make him such a shit villain? What, what is it with this <laughs> season of shit villains? He could have had some fantastic moments of just like, I don't know. I just think I don't know because I feel like he was really poorly used. I agree. And what is up with that accent? <laughs> <laughs> that accent is so oh bad. Oh my god! That's so yeah, bad. Man. I compared it to um, uh, Henry Van Staten from Dalek, but again, that 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 was supposed to be intentionally terrible. This was really. Uh, uh, it's there. It was funny. I think I think I figured out the problem with this episode. I think I think I think the problem with this episode is that they took it too seriously. If they made this a very light-hearted B-movie kind of thing, I think it really would have worked in their favor. But because they And the thing the, is, yeah. They took the straight route. I agree. So all of the dumb things like having a Trump Trump bad guy and ridiculously oversized spiders it's like a tonal problem it proved itself to be funny in the end but not for the right reasons yeah like, exactly <clears throat> if they had given us a funny episode with like a couple serious bits bam you have great writing but they had we're gonna be serious and accidentally stuff up and make it funny for the wrong reasons and it was unfortunately what let us down a bit like people give the girl who died shit but at least that was consistently humorous throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Like the Maya, yeah, I do remember the names. The Maya were uh, just 
just got outplayed by like a YouTube video of all things, you know, just, you're not supposed to take it seriously and that's, that, that, that's why that episode works for me because at least it knows what it is and just runs with it. Here it's like, it's got a dumb premise, it's got a dumb villain and it tries to play it completely seriously. It doesn't work and therefore it makes it so funny for all the wrong reasons. I, uh, yeah, but yeah, and and just having the accent definitely proves my point there. <laughs> that accent's so bad, That's so bad. I have an accent. I watched it just before we started recording. It's so, so I, it's very fresh in my mind how horrible that accent is, and, and no one can convince me otherwise. Uh, yeah. All right. What's your what's your next negative? The eye scanner. Do you remember the eye scanner? No, I don't even remember the eye scanner. What's this eye scanner? Okay, so there's a brief three to four seconds where evil villain guy Chris North... No, 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 no. What's his name? Just call him, he, we'll just call him Trump. We'll just say it's a Trump. 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 What, where Trump's like, hey, I have a panic room. Let's go. Oh, and he goes no. in and he scans his eye. And it's one of the most off-putting, over-the-top, like, the laser's really specific. It's not like a, just a retina scan. It's like a... It was really... This is as petty as they come, by the way, guys. I'm not actually this petty in real life. But because I, because <laughs> I, I just watched I it. I am this petty in real life. Because I, because I just watched it, especially my mind. It was such a really weird eye scan. And it was like, what the hell kind of safe room is this? What the hell kind of technology are we living with at the moment? Anyway, so yeah, that was that that was really off-putting. Um, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with the yeah. panic room thing, but... The eye scanner was Wait, not where are we going to go? I didn't have an issue with anything else. Um, alright, well I'll go with that. I think the de- it was a very convenient deus ex machina to have all the spiders... Oh, definitely! Oh, hell yeah! To have all the spiders just end up in the panic room, and then they close it. But, there's a there's a huge, giant problem with that. Do you, do you know what the huge, giant problem is? What? There is no way they got all those spiders. No chance. No way was that every oh, single no, spider no. in the UK. You know what? Let's make them think it is and then get a... But that's it. They're just like, oh, the UK part two. Like, oh, job done, guys. Don't worry about it. We'll just, just, just go on an adventure of the TARDIS. Don't worry about the spiders. They're all, they're all good. They'll just, just die off now. We, we, uh, we, we killed all the little spiders that were in that hotel and the big spider just died on its own. That's it. Nothing else. Don't have to worry about anything else. Don't worry about that spider that's in bloody uh, Graham's house. Don't don't worry about the 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 cocooning of the of the neighbor. Don't worry about that. No, don't worry about oh, yeah. that at all. What happens to the neighbor spider? Is it is that still like locked in the prison? I think thing? I think it is. I don't know. They don't address it. <laughs> they just kind of gloss over it and expect us all to forget about it. But I don't forget things, okay? Especially when I watch it ten minutes before I go to record this episode. But yeah, they just they just conveniently like ah, it's all good. We're just going to go on a TARDIS adventure. What could possibly go wrong? If there is no part to this story, I'm going to be so annoyed. Because n- no way could you just gloss over like that and expect people not to notice. Oh, God. Oh, that annoyed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, have you got any more negatives? I've got a couple more. But... I think I think I have one more. Alright, go for the one more. Okay. This is a negative to, to the episode. And to anybody, including yourself, 
who thinks they're so high and mighty thinking that Graham will die. All right. Fuck you. When they placed Graham as bait for the spiders, I would hear Chibnall going, <laughs> foreshadowing doesn't work when it's this clear. How dare you do that to me? How dare you? No, honestly, it's only really a negative. I-, I thought it was really funny when Graham was like, we're just walking through. But I don't like the idea that Graham dies. I feel like he goes through this whole journey of grieving to then die. Like, that's just poor, poor development. It's like a reversal of everything he's ever led up to. But that's not, that's not negative on the episode. It's just me poking fun of Graham being the Shaggy and Scooby of um, the Doctor Who. Oh, of Team Tardis. Of Team Tardis, yeah. Of Team Tardis. But yeah, no. I don't think I have any more negatives. Well, it's not like they were going to kill off Graham in episode four. The cancer will do oh, that God, in the finale, no. so it's okay. But it's foreshadowing. It's trying to give us... If we can see him... If we can subconsciously label him as bait, when he dies, it won't be a big deal. Well, guess what? I'm not falling for your tricks. I will cry my eyes out. Um, everything else, everything else. <laughs> you okay there, buddy? You, you, need, you need a hug? Oh, this, this is... No. No. No, you don't need a hug? No. Okay, well, that's good, because I'm in a totally different state than you, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Uh, yeah, a shittier one. Ooh, <laughs> dab. Um... I've got two more negatives, but... Yeah, or you. Well, okay, so this kind of ties into what we are saying beforehand. So, despite the premise, you know, being this really, you know, like, they could have really either hammed it up or made it scary, they chose neither, because they made the spiders sympathetic. Yeah. So, therefore, there's no sense of tension, because we're supposed to feel bad for them. If they keep killing people and and make them, like, a threat, then we won't feel bad when... Chris Noth's character shoots him, shoots the big spider. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, where's the tension? Where's the tension? <laughs> Why is this a thing that keeps coming up in every single episode this season? Where is the tension? I want to feel like the Doctor and these could, and, and her friends could be in threat. But it's a bit hard if you make the villains either sympathetic or incapable of doing anything. Chibnall, stop it, okay? <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Chibnall, okay? It's not funny anymore. I need an actual good villain for a change. Um, and this one's not negative, but it is very... It's, it's one thing I do want you to try and answer this. So, when uh-huh. Yaz first shows up at the hotel, right, she gets, bit, she gets held at gunpoint. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, why did she not mention at any point that she was a cop? Oh my god. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're just all quiet there, and I'm still waiting for an answer. Oh my god. This is why, when I wrote my feature fan film Skipperino... That nickname here was my script editor. If I can forget that, Chibnall can forget the profession of Yaz. Oh my god. That's how... I mean, she was very stern with him, but she never once mentioned her title. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's a great point, lol. (laughs) I feel like that that, that guy would have put his gun down very, very quickly. And they uh, would have probably not got the hostile 
reception that they would have got afterwards because no way. It's really funny. Especially when uh, Mr. Trump is trying to uh, become president? Hang on, wait, what? Yeah, uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He said president, right? But yeah. UK don't have, UK doesn't have a presidency. That's a US thing. UK is prime well, minister. you trying to go for the US? But you can't go for presidency if you're from UK, can you? That's right. You have to be born in... Again, the plot twist... <laughs> what the, the fuck? Pot hole just I just realised that. I'm like, he's going for presidency <laughs> in 2020. He's in the UK, which would not allow... Would not allow you the to do so. The points are, are unraveling from from below us. Unless, okay, the only reason, the only thing I could think of is that he was born in the US, went to the UK, mm-hmm. therefore he has his still has his US citizenship. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that as the reason. I don't like trying to make an answer for a dumb question, but. Yeah, that was still that was still very weird. I was expecting prime minister, but then he's very blatantly American, so that really makes that weird. But yeah, no, the cop thing still definitely stands. Like, there's no way that he would try and jeopardize his political career over holding a holding a cop at gunpoint. Like, he wouldn't do that. His his credibility matters way but more. But no, we're gonna watch it because she doesn't say. <laughs> anyway. Ah, I've got on your skin. <laughs> it's the um it's the phone thing from last episode all over again for you. You're just like completely dumbfounded. They need to reboot to <laughs> to process it properly. Ah. <sighs> all right. That that was my last. That wasn't negative. It was just still a very bizarre thing. I can't believe that just blew me away. <laughs> like I missed that. Um, alright, so have you got any final thoughts before we, I, we talk stats? The best episode this season was primarily written by somebody else. Yep. The last four episodes of this series is not written by Chibnall. The characters uh, in not my... not true, not true. The next no. four aren't written by Chibnall, but the last one is. Sorry, 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 sorry. The last, the next four aren't. The last one is? That's what I understand. The next three is definite okay. because we know the next ep- three episodes' names and who's okay. writing them. Which the I'll next three won't be. And, in my eyes, the character work has done its course. I love all the characters now. So, if my calculations are correct, these are next up. episodes <laughs> are going to be great. Let's just go off that. We're, we're going to grab Nick's pessimism and just tuck it away for a little bit. And just ride on my optimism for a bit, okay, guys? No, I, I agree with you. I reckon the next Let's episode hope. will be a hell of a lot better than... Let's hope that they're solid episodes, if not great ones. Yep. That maybe give Rosa a run for their money. Hopefully. Interesting. Well... But yeah, as far as these two go, both were enjoyable. Both I'm happy to rewatch, but for totally different reasons. And then my final uh, assessments of each. Yeah. yeah, for me, it still goes... Rosa's number one. Then it's... Uh-huh. Woman Who Fell to Worth, because it's still the most uh-huh. competent of Chibnall's. Then it's uh-huh. uh, Arachnids of the UK, Only Just, uh-huh. and then Ghost Mine, you're number four. Yeah, same ranking, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like that's just general because there's between us four. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people dislike Arachnids more than the Ghost Monument, but 
Oh no. <laughs> I, 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 is, I think the difference is that at least there's still some entertaining elements to Arachnids. Yeah. The uh-huh. Ghost Monument's just boring. Um, <sighs> but anyway, so before we wrap up everything, we have got some stats and we've got some future episodes stats, to talk about. Stats, 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 stats. So, oh, uh, so I mentioned beforehand in the last episode about the overnights for the woman who fell to earth and uh, the ghost monument. I mentioned that. Yee. I'll recap it. For, I'll cre- recap everything for everyone that people to know. So, uh, for the woman who fell to earth in the UK, it got 8.2 million overnight uh, and it got 10.54 million uh, when adding plus seven days. That's what time shifted means. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, both of these are improvements on Series 10 by a considerable amount. Um, in Australia, on the other hand, it has not been this case. It has been very bad. Uh, in Australia, it only got 431,000. This is still for Woman of Feldworth. Uh, yeah. Compared to 495,000. And what's worse is that even with the time-shifted amount, it still didn't reach the overnights for the pilot last year. Which is... Scary shit, terrible. dude. That's appalling. Right? And it only gets worse. Well, for Australia. For UK, it's still pretty decent. So for the Ghost Monument, uh, the UK was 7.1 million, and time-shifted was 8.67 million. Both of these were improvements over Smile by a fair amount. Was Smile good? I forgot. Smile was decent. It was one with the emoji bots. It was better than Ben, uh, better than Ghost Monument. Sure. Yeah, but very few things are like <laughs> Ghost Monument, to be fair. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so, in Australia, that only got 319,000, which was already a significant drop from episode one to start off yeah. with. Let alone episode two, right? But the worst mm, last part... Year? The worst part about this is that, so in Australia, normally when it's on a Sunday night, uh, we usually get the top 20 consolidated, so uh, the top 20 highest based on everything, and Doctor Who is usually in it. But, uh-huh. for the first time ever, it is, I, I don't actually have a number because it's no longer in that top 20 in Australia. <gasps> That's pretty sad. So all I know is that it's less than 427,000, which, again, is still worse than the overnights for Smile in Australia. It doesn't get any better for Rosa. <laughs> well, It's going downhill, slowly. In, in the UK, oh, well, it's still pretty uh, decent. 6.4 million in the UK, and time-shifted is 8.09 million. But in Australia, it got 329,000, which is... A 10,000 improvement over uh, the Ghost Monument, which, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad more people are watching the better episodes. But um, Time Shifted is less than 449,000 because, again, it was no longer in the top 20 consolidated for, that, for, for the Monday that it airs. Which, again, is still less than the overnights for Thin Ice last year. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I, you. You. I. I've. I've shown. The, I'm reading off the same thing that George can see right now. We know why this is the case. Yeah, it's. There's it's two bad reasons by both the BBC Clear and day. ABC. Both. Both lose out here. I mean, look. That I'm not going to be that guy, but there is a huge down. Like, it's a huge d- disadvantage 
when you uh, frustrate so many fans with the news of Female Doctor. So what you need with that downfall is some good-ass management, some good-ass planning, some good-ass scheduling, but they didn't do that. They fucked themselves up real bad. And as you we mentioned with the whole Sunday night, sorry, Monday night library. Multiple times. It now yes. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It now shows in the stats. Um, terrible for us. Decent for them, but... But the thing is, is that nothing is going to change as a result because it's, it's no, doing so no, no, well. No. It's only going to hurt Australia more. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like we can't even do anything about it because, because of the success in the UK, which is yeah. only more concerning for us because where does that leave Doctor Who Series 12 in terms of Australia? Like, if it's not doing well enough, then what's the point of having it? And then how about Whovians? Uh, I don't know about Whovians. Whovians has never been in the top 20 of, an, of, a, of a night. It's usually average is about 90,000 uh, overnight and n- oh, yeah. no idea about consolidated but that's still not too bad yeah that's actually pretty good it's about a quarter of the, the people that watch the episode watch Shuvians. Um but yeah it's just uh, I, I, I just look at it and it just saddens me because I'm like Monday night fuck you it's like everyone <sighs> could see this coming and yet no one did anything to stop it it's it's literally the Rosa Parks of of ratings. We were all there, but we couldn't do anything to stop it. Actually, that's actually a pretty good allegory. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. that that's pretty good. That's I mean, you're comparing. You know what? Yeah, Nick, that's a great comparison. <laughs> Definitely not complete stretches and not at all related in terms of severity. But you know what? The analogy works, in my opinion. The analogy works. <laughs> don't don't diss this to me, okay? I ain't dissing you. You ain't dissing me, good. Um, so we to to round to to conclude it on a much more happier note. We also mm-hmm. know the episode titles, the writers and directors for episodes seven and eight. Hell yeah! Uh, so episode seven is the interesting one. Because it is called Kablam. <gasps> no way! It's written by Pete McTie. It's called Kablam? Yeah, it's what written by Pete McTie, which is the Australian writer. Yes. And it's directed. I'm all of this. And it's directed yes. by Jennifer Perrins, yes. the Australian yes. director. Oh my god, we're getting an episode set in Australia finally. I don't think I it's set in Australia. I'm not making you hopes up that much, but it's still really cool that the Australian writer and director are together for this one. Yeah. Uh, but as a result, by by a patriotic pride, I'm obligated to say that this is my most anticipated one of the entire series. Definitely. Kablam! Kablam! And Aussie stuff. I really hope it delivers. Don't let us down. You've got national pride at stake here, guys. No pressure. But, uh, yeah, so that's episode seven. And then episode eight is the Witch Hunters. Now, this was rumoured to be episode four, but then it got changed, and now it's episode eight. So, episode eight, the Witch Hunters. Hopefully for a good reason. What? Hopefully for a good reason, the change. I hope so. But yeah, episode eight is the Witch Hunters, written by Joe Wilkinson, and directed by Sally Abrahamian, who directed this episode, Arachnids in the UK. (laughs) Oh. Hopefully they improve on their mood and atmosphere. Hmm. 
Actually, what's interesting is that Jennifer Parrott actually previously. It's a bit weird because tonight is uh, the Saranga Conundrum actually aired, and we've both seen it, but we'll talk about it later. But it was directed by Jennifer Parrott as well. So, I don't know, it'd be interesting because, again, she's going to be directing episode 7. Uh, I mentioned in the previous episode that episode 6 is going to be called Demons of the Punjab which is written by Vinay Patel and directed by Jamie Childs, the director of the first episode, uh, which leaves, and this is why I'm not confident to say it in this order, but we have an Edheim story left, which was the really rather spooky one, mm-hmm. and we have a Chris Chibnall episode left. We don't know what what it is, but I would presume, because it would be dumb not to, it would be... It'd, I would presume that he would write the finale, episode 10. Would you agree with that? Yep, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to. I can't believe we are actually halfway in through this series already. Me neither. <sighs> but that means, still means for us that we have three more episodes of, of reviewing Doctor Who Series 11 to go. Include, well, we may as well briefly talk about this now. Will we have a Christmas special or a New Year's special? Mm. Good question. It is a good question. That's why I brought it up, buddy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to like support you, promote you. Thank you for, for doing that. But yeah, so Christmas or New Year's? Go on, 50-50 guess. Crew years. Did you just say crew years? <laughs> I combined the two. Yeah, I, I figured that's what you meant by Christmas. <laughs> Come oh, on, make a make a choice. Nemus, Nemus. Oh god, I want to say New Year's. You think New Year's? Well, I'm going to be opposite. Yeah, also Christmas. Think? I just feel Hell like yeah. there was. I, 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 the scheduling shouldn't matter, but the whole point of this, the whole point of the Christmas special is that it's just a staple of. New Who from series one to series ten, you know. Mm-hmm. I get keeping things new, but come on, guys. Really, do you, do you really have to change the Christmas special? <laughs> I think they're going to do it based on that. I could totally see them changing. doing that, and that annoys me because, as I've demonstrated very clearly throughout this series, not all changes have worked. Yeah. What a shock! But uh, yeah, I, 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 again, at the end, it doesn't really matter. At least you're still getting an extra episode, but. It's tradition. That's why the only reason why I'm, I'm, I'm clinging on to the hope that it's still going to be a Christmas special. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I am walking here. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my lord! Yep, I went there. And uh, yeah, so uh, have you got any more final thoughts about series eleven? About any of the upcoming no. episodes uh, in Blam. particular? Kablam! Yeah, and on <laughs> and on that note, um, Ringo, where can people find you? You can find me, but the best of what is my messed up shit life, you can find me on Twitter, at jcap42, um, which is where most of my stuff will go. So just look there for like an abundance of film-related retweets and like the occasional pregnant man gif for Nick. Nick, where can they find you? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Inquest63. You can find me on YouTube, nickname. 
You can find us, Bigger on the Inside, on Twitter at B-O-T-I-A-U. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube page, which is dormant. And you can listen to every one of these episodes on basically every podcast you we are service out there. available. Give us a listen. Not that you would, because you can already hear it. If you yeah, listening, you would have heard this. That's so. If awesome. you like our stuff, just let, let other people know. We, we, we yes, because you have made it to the end, unless you've skipped to the end, in which case, hey, what the hell, man? Woman or child, why would you do that? But if you haven't, and you've listened, give us a share. Yeah, well, it, it, we, we'd really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, episode, uh, next episode, do you think it would be very interesting to see who, if we can get any guests? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. But until that next episode, nickname out. R- Ringo. Ringo, 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 Ringo. Kablam! Kablam!